Go on then. What are we watching? Oh, what about... Uh... In the... Uh, with Sky Stream. The new way to get Sky without a dish. Stream unmissable Sky exclusives like True Detective and Netflix shows like The Gentleman all in one place. For just €25 a month for 12 months. Search Sky Stream today. New customers only. 12-month minimum term requires broadband. Further terms apply. Here's what you just missed on the Indo Daily. Speaking to the Taoiseach's team, the strategy is to lay the groundwork so it's not Joe Biden standing on stage and suddenly oh, he starts talking about Gaza. Four agencies pulled the photo and that was unprecedented. This was probably not the picture she should have practiced her editing skills on. Daniela Flatter had been living in West Berlin. Her location was found by a local podcast. There were hundreds of police deployed to arrest this old woman who, by all accounts, was quite neighbourly, quite friendly. Find and follow us at all the usual spots and over on the Irish Independent website. This is an Irish Independent podcast. You can say, yes, it could do with a freshen up and the person that comes in might have a little bit more time to develop. If I was Desi, I'd be looking to see, is there anything out there that can be different, give them the edge, different sports maybe, or, or I definitely do think he will be doing that. The more hurt that's in that change room, the more they'll come tighter together. And with the right information, the right training and support, they can compete as much as anybody else against Kerry in, in the next three years, I think. Hello and welcome to this week's Throw-In with Dublin legend Philly McMahon. I'm Sinead Kassan and I'm also joined by the Irish Independence Conor McKeown. So the championship is over, but losing to Dublin with that incredible Shawnee O'Shea injury time free kick doesn't spell the end of this Dublin team. However, what does the future look like for the Dubs? We'll be discussing all things Kerry Galway on next week's show. But this week, we're going to go through the Dublin performance and see if the county are at a crossroads and where Desi Farrell should go from here. Uh, Philly, first of all, that defeat last Sunday brings an end to Desi Farrell's kind of official three-year term in charge. Do Dublin need a change of manager? The, the key thing for me is that the, the the stories I've heard over the last couple of days, the conversations I've had over the last couple of days is Dublin were close, weren't they? Mm. And it's just mad and ironic to think that when you look at both teams there and you say, well, one team has huge amount of all-Irelands and the other team has hasn't beaten that team for, since 2009. And then you have people saying, well, they were nearly there. They nearly mm-hmm. got, got over the line. And yeah, that's come from obviously the, the, the performances that they've had this year. Dublin have had in the league and getting relegated and how good Kerry have been. So there's two ways of looking at this. You can say, yes, it, it could do with a freshen up and that might the person that comes in might have a little bit more time to develop. But then on the other hand, you have two years of Dublin not having won anything. Do do people want another two years of development mm. and not have won anything? And that they weren't that close. They weren't sorry that far away. Like they, they were literally a couple of bad decisions that were made, um, individual errors away from going into possibly extra time. And I think they would have took them an extra time. I was looking at the Kerry team, uh, a lot of people, a lot of crap were going both sides, obviously. The the, the game uh, was at that such in high intensity and the weather was so good. But I do just think the crowd, 
was getting a bit noisier and I just think they would have took them in, in extra time. So with all that, I, I just think um, if it was me, if I was the one making the decision, mm. should Desi stay on, I I would definitely at least give him another season. What do you think, Connor? Is there no way Desi's gone? Uh, well, I just if you want to take it on its practical merits, the, the argument, I don't think like, there's two factors there. There's the county board who I'd be almost 100% certain will give Desi more time if he wants it. And then there's Desi himself, who I'd be 100% certain will give more time. Because it was a funny sort of victory or defeat insofar as it didn't give you any real closure. Yeah. You know, like Desi's first year, you win the All-Ireland, there's closure. Second year, you collapse against Mayo. There's a kind of closure. Either of those victories would make this conversation irrelevant because we'd know what's going to happen next. Or either of those outcomes. Whereas I think this situation where you're sort of there and like, you know, there are so many things that Dublin should have done better and could have won the game. But the, the, the sort of bare facts of it are Kerry had to do a couple of extraordinary things to put them away. Mm-hmm. And you're only really talking about tweaks. So if you're talking about tweaks in the current setup to get them back to a level. Now, that doesn't take into account the fact that Kerry are a different animal now that they've beaten Dublin. It will take a bigger effort to, for Dublin to go and beat Kerry again. But if you're only talking about tweaks bit away from where you were trying to get to this year to meeting your goals to rip it up and 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 to change something as fundamental as management um, you know you'd need a pretty good reason to do that and I'm not sure that reason showed itself last Sunday What calls did Dizzy get wrong then Philly? I mean for example should Paddy Small have started I mean he was he was down to start he was replaced by Lorcan Odell before throwing and then Small came on to him after 39 minutes and made an impact surely with Conal Callaghan out Small should have started You've just given me the answer to the question <laughs> there Lorcan Odell has been a great find this year as as well as Lee Gannon they've been for me the two standout finds this year and that has been something that the management have found difficult over the last three seasons to find fellas that can add to the energy of the group. And there is a lot of lads there. It's not only the players, it's possibly the management need to, you know, give them game time, give them minutes to to blend in. Odell, for me, what I've seen of him this year is a really good tidy player and he's a very good link player. Right, so he's like he's like it. He's kind of very unique in in that he's he's a link for me between the, the full forward and half forwards. Mm. That's where I'd like to play him. On top of the day, linking the ball through. So the the key thing that Dublin I I feel were missing was that penetration. Mm-hmm. You know, when that ball's transitioned, that when you look up you see a fella that has jets and he has the separation away from his player and when he gets the ball he's torn and he's going direct like Kerry have and Paddy Small brings that Con O'Callaghan brings that in abundance so when you don't have a con and everybody's chatting about like we didn't have con and that's the difference well then you, you play Paddy Small yeah uh, and what he did like I, I the first thing I did uh, when I when I was watching the warm-ups I was, I was seeing he was on the You'll see they separate into two games, tackle tackle games, and you see the subs tack, tack going over one side, and and obviously the, it's the team's being named, but sometimes there's changes really late. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see Paddy, and I text one of the Ballymun lads uh, who was below me. Uh, he was in the lower tier, and I just text him saying, "Is Paddy Small injured?" And he said, "No, he's definitely not injured." And I was like, "This is not a good move here, like you know." And that's not biased towards it. It's just that I was saying all week Paddy Small can. Mm-hmm 
bridge that gap that Connor's going to be missing, you know. And he didn't play him, and and I feel for for me that was a that was definitely one of the, I'd say the management in hindsight are looking back now and saying that wasn't that wasn't the right move. I think taking Johnny Cooper off so early was off after had an minutes, effect. Yeah. Uh, like the fact that we 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 seen him running off the pitch, it wasn't flying he, off the yeah, pitch. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, that he was fatiguing as as like you know, as you would. But he's a sweeper. Like he, I just I just remember myself looking at the game, going, <clears throat> "This is where I'd love to be coming on." Right. This is where I'd love to be plugging that hole as a sweeper, and that's what Johnny could have done. You know, Johnny could have sat there. It was a time when I think we were Dublin were chasing the game as well, so maybe that was the 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 the, the idea around bringing Davy Bourne on and taking Johnny off. That we need to go man to man, push up, and let's go after this. Um, and and then throughout the game, I suppose for me, there was a lot of individual errors. There was a lot of slow ball. The transition Dublin. Yeah, the transition playing a small, thing was too, slow, too slow. Yeah. Yeah. Look, if you look at the league. And you you were to say uh, what are the one what's the one big change you'd make? It's Dublin's transition from defence mm-hmm. to attack. They 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 got the turnover on on uh, David Moore and they transition fast. Cormac Costello puts it in yeah. the bottom corner. Every time, spe- specifically in the first half, it was just slow lethargic. And and and, and I, I I guarantee it was because lads were saying probably just before the game. It's hot out here. It's warm. Mind the ball. Right. Fatigue. Yeah. But I kind of fell into their hands and it goes back to like when you're watching the game who who looked like they were going to score easier than the other and it was Kerry. Kerry looked every time they got up that they were going to get a score. Dublin had to work twice as hard because they were slow. Kerry were getting back uh, defensively in, into their structure. Uh, and that was the key thing for me. If you're looking at next year what are the things that you could add to that Dublin setup? They need to, they need to really just Trust in actually transitioning fast, kick the kick the ball, and we said last week in the podcast, we said they're going to need a mix of getting the ball in fast into the full forward line, so that the Kerry team, the Kerry sweeper, will drop off and then run the ball. That's what Kerry did. Mm. That's a that's a, it was a mirror to what Kerry did. They kicked the high ball in. O'Shea gets the goal. They run then. Clifford runs the the, the clip where he runs in, takes on Lee Gannon gets a couple of steps ahead of James McCarthy, tucks inside, he has the space to evade three players because they were mixing the ball up long and long and short in terms of running, the running game, the long ball in. Dublin didn't do that. Dublin were just, let's carry the ball up to an extent and then see can we break down this defence. Yeah, an awful lot of the Dublin attacks broke down at that point where they worked the ball out to the wing and you saw this kind of chain of passes between Kieran Kikenny and Sean Bugler and then they kind of work it back inside, back to Brian Howard. He kind of shapes for a shot, not really on. And then eventually when Dublin try and play it through the middle, Kerry and Ty Morley marshaled that really well. And that's something that Kerry did really well was that they minded the D, the sweet spot, exactly where you want to be taking shots. But they can only do that if they get time to get 13 players or 14 players back behind the ball. That's a numbers game as much as it is an organisation thing because you have to make sure that you don't leave space out in the wings but by the same token you can't have your middle and dragged out. But like the way to negate that all the way through is to get the ball up the pitch quickly. The Costello goal being the case in point. Now what I would say about Costello's goal is not to bring Premier League yeah. Uh, sort of stats into this but the XG on it the expected goal on that must have been tiny oh, like yeah. it was an absolute world of a strike yeah. Yeah, yeah. and another thing to maybe to mention as well in the context of the Dublin near miss thing is like Sean O'Shea one of the greatest strikes of ball we've ever seen 
his penalty was like a golfer hitting a bad chip. <laughs> and if he'd hit that in any way with the same power of venom, the game could nearly have been up and mm-hmm. done and dusted at half time. David Clifford should have taken that penalty, I think, anyway. Well, I think O'Shea yeah, is the penalty taker. Yeah. Should he got a red card should be the question. Mm. Well, what do you think? I... I don't think he should have got a red card, but the rules will state that he should have got a red card. The yeah. rules will say that that is a red card. Yeah, I have to say it's very hard to see it in real time. The the, the replay afterwards, the trailing is, leg, yeah, isn't the, the, it? Yeah. the replay afterwards is absolutely brilliant looking mm. because you just see this other leg, and you're trying to figure out why is that leg even doing that motion. But in real time, there was a loose ball and the fella tried yeah. to pull it. So I'm not sure there's many referees. We're going to send the player off in that circumstance at that moment. So, so do you want me to re- read the rules? <laughs> you seem to have a just, to hand there. I you. have it here. <laughs> Kicking or attempting to kick with minimal force or with force or causing injury. Right? That's one. Behaving in any way which is dangerous to an opponent. That's two. Inflicting injury recklessly is mm-hmm. three. So immediate ordering of infractions there's, there's eight altogether and that, there's three of them that he could have been so you think he was lucky off. to get away with anything I don't think he should be sent off I, yeah. I just don't think but he should be allowed to go in there and try if that ball bounce out and kick it and if the training leg gets caught like it's the same as what we were chatting about in terms of the RMR player hitting mm. the shoulder I don't think that's a red card probably by the rule it is it's too grey like mm. but rules the rules are there f- to be followed um, that's coming from me <laughs> but, but See, I, I think, think that's, I, I, that's I think it would have looked as though the referee was sending him off for the force because he, like he went in to give the ball an almighty kick and I think the reaction I don't think very many in, people in real time would have seen the trailing leg come no, through no, to his head. No, no. so I think the referee then would have been nearly sending him off for how hard he was trying to kick the ball or that's how it would have looked yeah. but the one that I'm interested in I think right? if he gave a yell out there yeah, yeah. everybody would have been happy yeah. Yeah. But the one so you no, think he should have got something first he, well like, I mean it would have it would have it would have ticked all the boxes. Mm. Yeah. Dublin would have been right, fair enough, he's got booked. There's not much we more we can do about it. Um and as I said, I don't think for me, I don't think that's a red card. I'm but, not but, sure about the one, right, for the free at the end. Just because if you look at it, now Davy Burns is the wrong side of Clifford. But he tries to get around him with his right hand and yeah. his right hand is on the ball. Now, none of the replays show where his left hand is. But at the very worst, his the left hand... So you don't think that hand. was a free? Well, I just think it's very, very... Cl- but I reckon the referee gave the free off the basis that... It's so far out. This is so far out. Yeah. Your man's going to kick this somewhere ridiculous yeah. and we blow for full time and everyone's yeah. going to be happy. I agree. But it was like, there were three or four of those balls that came in. Mick Fitzsimons won, ju- won almost identically just before that. Yeah. And... I, and I'm not sure whether he did anything a whole lot different, but it was within what we might call the normal scoring zone for a free yeah. taker. And I'm just not sure, like things were so tense. Like at that stage in the match, even the very best referees are allergic to blown for frees that are that are, that, that are very borderline or could be contentious because they know that could be the winning and the losing of the game. Yeah. And I just, I wouldn't be surprised if that free had been 10 metres further up the pitch whether he never would have given I, it I, I think that that's an important piece right um, first of all Paul, Paul Murphy coming off the bench and yeah. kicking that ball is impressive beautiful for kick me. pass yeah. it's impressive because most as most players will just hand pass that ball and if he hand passed that ball into Clifford probably was not going to hand pass it in any way he'd probably carry it turn back around and mm. go across the pitch but if he hand passed into Clifford Clifford's receiving that ball probably 60 metres out Yeah. and even if Davey fouled him there Sean O'Shea is not kicking 60 yeah. metres. Although there was Although so there was a good much. Amount of, yeah. Yeah, but he's, yeah. he's not even he's not even contemplating kicking yeah. that. He's not. He's just going, keep this ball, we need the extra time. So so first of all, for Murphy to kick that in, everybody's talking about O'Shea. 
Murphy kicking that ball in is it was a mm. huge part mm. of that, right? How Davy Bourne gets his hand around Clifford would state that he's actually a little bit on the side of Clifford. Does that make sense? Yeah. It, if it, you can't get your... How can you get your full hand on the ball if you're behind them, which means mm-hmm. you're going to foul and push them into the back? Mm-hmm. Now, I get you can be still side on, mm-hmm. put your full hand on the ball and have your his left hand on, on his back. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. But he's side on. Yeah. Like, it's not a push in the back. Yeah. He's actually side on. Like He has to get his hand in. There's probably a little bit going through the back of him. Um, the question is, Davey's thinking, I need to get my hand in here. Um, as you said, it, it's it's so far away from the goal that it's not going to. He's not going to kick it. Oh, if it was me, I'm not touching him there. Yeah, no. Right. I'm saying get that ball and keep your momentum going forward. I'm not going near you. Yeah. There's no reason for me to be so tight to you there, because if you're like in the full forward, like Clifford's in the full forward line, and he's 10, 15 meters away from the goal, I'm committing to that. And I'm putting pressure on if he gets the torn. He's not. He's running away from the ball a little bit further there. Like, yeah. You know. Overall, how did Dublin mismanage that final kick out? I mean, whatever. Forty seconds to go of the five minutes of injury. I think time. there was a bit before that. Yeah, that there was. Oh no, there was. But how did yeah. they that final kick out? How did they? How did they not deal with it? Because we've seen Dublin deal with those uh, kickouts before. It's when one or two players switch off and there's a little chip ball because you're not going to go zonal at that point. Um, and I don't think that with the intensity of that game, how quickly it was up and down the pitch, they were. There was, I don't think there was many. I don't think I, don't, I can't think of many occasions where I seen both teams, either of them going zone on the kick out. Um, they were kind of going man to man a lot. So I, obviously, I think Scully dropped. One, I don't know who the player was that received it. No, I think it was Begley. I think Begley got a he, he created a small bit of space on his outside. Yeah, uh, because it, like it was frantic. Like mm. like I was looking at every single line. Everybody had a man. Dublin were trying to turn yeah. the ball over. They were trying to win it. Um, and I think he just won the ball on his outside to his left, and he, there, there was space between him and the touch line. So all the movement of the Kerry half back line was nearly designed. Sorry, to, is this the the last kick out? The last mm. kick out that yeah. went long. Well, no, no it was kind of yeah, it was kind of front of the day. Yeah, yeah, it was, was. kind of just chipped out from the day. Yeah. yeah, 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 and yeah, that that's where I seen it come from. Like that, that little chip. Um, my concern there was there was like at that point there was three, maybe two, maybe three lads that weren't behind the ball. Right. There was three forwards not behind the ball. Like at that point, in years gone by, we we'd have fifteen behind the ball. Yeah. We nearly have the water man running on the pitch to the the Mariska running mm. on the pitch to be another man as well. Like you do anything mm-hmm. just to get over that shake line. The post. Didn't <laughs> shake the post. Do whatever. Dublin player would never do anything it, it like that. It didn't happen. Um and that was what I was concerned about. I think lads at that stage were going, no, this is up now, he's gonna blow it. Yeah. Did you over, did you see anything new or different about nothing different, nothing. the exact same as right. what we said. And is that good enough? From which from, well, from, from the Dublin point of view, from Dublin management. Um. Well, who like who am I to say that? Like, I'm not a manager. I'm not a coach in the Dublin setup. So, like, unless I can go in there and change it up, or else I was a manager and I went in there and I and I brought new tactics into it. But at the same time, like, it's a it's a team sport. It's very complex. You can try things. They could try things. Like, I'm sure they were looking at maybe the only difference would be that they looked at Sean O'Shea. Being the eleven, 
Johnny Cooper being the six, how do we get a sweeper? They probably said, right, okay, we bring Bugler back into the whoever the the most defensive carry wing forward is. He picks him up because he's played wing back in the league, and that allows Johnny John Small to pick up O'Shea and Johnny Cooper to be the sweeper. That's that's the only thing I've seen in years gone by. We wouldn't have took a half forward maybe as much out to play as a wing back. But, but I think that's, that was a good move. I think Bugler kind of moving up and down mm. the line it was it was a good move. Yeah, I t- like we said last week, the, big, the great thing about this game was that there weren't going to be any big secrets that both teams were yeah, going to play yeah, to their strengths. Yeah, and I think right. to, to, to be fair to Dublin and Kerry, they both tried to play to their strengths and yeah. both backed themselves. I don't but, think Dublin did. Okay. I don't think Dublin backed their strengths. They were so slow coming out with the ball. I think their strengths is what you see in Costello's goal. That yeah. fast transitional yeah. game. I just think without Khan they didn't have that presence. That's maybe where the mistake was in the selection and or the non-selection of Paddy Small. Yeah. Yeah. But just when you looked up, there was one ball that Dean Rock went for the, in the in the first half. And by the time it was actually... Now, bear in mind when we're playing into that wind in the first half, but when the ball was actually kicked into him, there was three Kerry players closing in around him. Mm. And you just, you sort of wondered whether it was almost a very uninviting thing that the way Kerry were set up was stopping Dublin kicking that ball in and mm-hmm. without Khan, there was nobody going to take on three Kerry backs and actually win it and bring other people into the play. Yeah, but the the, the key thing was that Kerry were doing it the right way. They were dropping back in because Dublin were slow and it's kind of the chicken and egg thing. It was mm-hmm. one of the other like this. So Kerry were dropping in into that low block, right, into that mass defence and they were able to counter into space and they were able to kick the ball and then they were kicking like they were saying, well, we'll lash one in on top of Clifford, we'll lash one in on top of O'Shea. And that was getting the Dublin lads going, oh, hold on, we have to drop off here a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they were transitioning mm-hmm. fast with the running game. And I think du- Dublin didn't do that. Dublin just were slow every time. They didn't mix it up. They mm-hmm. didn't go, let's get lads in the link, kick and just bang it in. Because they didn't have anybody to bang it into. But that seems so obvious, Billy, what you're sh- just saying there. Like, how come the players didn't see that or the management? <sighs> they don't, like, it, it's not that they they wouldn't have seen like they I, I'm sure they would have practiced that all week they would have said let's get this let's get this ball in fast yeah. let's move the ball fast but on the day then a lot of things change mm-hmm. like you know when you you go behind in particular you start to play with fear and you start to try hold on to the ball as much and you don't want to give a, a mistake away and you see lads you're seeing lads soloing the ball into carry men and Did the ball being turned over play, play with fear um, it's hard to say but I would have seen like there was things on and, and lads wouldn't have took Didn't them on it. you know and, and, and that's a little bit of sign of, a sign of, of fear um, like compare the way they played and I know this is very different but we'll think about the Kildare flow state they were in that it was like surprisingly good that mm-hmm. they were just going for it they were just throwing everything at it and it was nearly like the old way of Dublin playing. Now Kerry are a better defensive team, let's say, than than probably Kildare were when they played that game. But there was no, there wasn't even a, there was only that transition when Costello got the goal that mm-hmm. I seen a glimpse of that, and that's where that's where I would focus on so much next year. If I was Desi Farrell, I'd be saying that's what we're going after so much. And there's times where we have to f- pull teams into that trap. And how do we do that? We drop off, we turn them over and we counter fast. Mm. And then, but the key here is, can you get ahead in the game? Mm-hmm. Because that's what Kerry did and that's where Dublin started to pl- stop playing this ex- 
explosive, expressive type football that they can play. So does Desi need to mix up or change his management team? Does he need extra help in there, something to freshen it up? Possibly, possibly. I, as I said, like I don't see anything different um, tactically over the last couple of seasons. I think Jim used to do that a lot. He used to freshen her up. He used to bring someone right, in, yeah. change someone out. Um, he'd always look at other sports. He'd always try squeeze the knowledge out of the room of the players. And I think Desi does that as well. But I just think there's to get that little. You can't come in next year thinking oh, we're not far off it. So if Stays we do what we, we do, yeah. we're going to be better. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, if I was Desi, I'd be looking to see, is there anything out there that can be different, give them the edge, different sports maybe, or I, I definitely do think he will be doing that. The, the primary thing for Dublin now is also they have to bring up the level of competitions or depth or whatever you yes. want to call it for a few key positions. Because to a couple of players, say Kay Murphy and Sean McMahon, they can, now I know Sean McMahon, I think he broke his leg in broke last year again. again. The but there's a couple of players that are coming on at key moments in the game that haven't had huge game time prior to that. So that's a, a, a suboptimal state of affairs, whatever mm. way you want to look at it. And the best players were James and, and oh, Nick. Yeah, two brilliant. oldest lads on the pitch. Yeah. So yeah. You, you definitely need, now they're going to get plenty of opportunity in Division 2 next spring. Like that's the weird thing to be sitting here. <laughs> it's so Sitting strange. here at the start of July saying that yeah, the next yeah. time Dublin will play Division a match of, any, football, yeah. match of any real consequences in about 10 months time. You yeah. know what I mean? That's, yeah. the, that's the thing about it. So they, they will have an awful lot. But in a perverse way, I think that 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 increases the likelihood that a Mick Fitzsimons and James McCarthy are going to stay around now because Desi Farrell can say to them look we'll get you for the last two rounds of the league and in the meantime we're going to test out the next five guys you know like they were ha I won't say that they were happy to be relegated but they took relegation this year as collateral damage to trying to bring a few of those players in mm -hmm. now I don't think as many players and sometimes that's the players fault you know if players don't take their opportunity there's very little you can do from a management point of view but I think next year you'll see a very different Dublin team during the early rounds of the league and I think not only does does that increase competition or backup but I think you have to be in a position where you know players that are in your first team like fellas like say Brian Howard or Sean Bugler or Owen Merchant or those guys that are maybe not the Kieran Kikennies and Brian Fentons that but they are kind of solid in the team you have to have a situation where they're under real pressure for this, for their places uh, yeah. but I think Brian Fenton I think Kieran Kenny, I think McFitz even yeah. they need to be under pressure like yeah. I, last year all I wanted to do if I wasn't going to play much can I put the, the man in front of me under pressure mm. I, I didn't get one minute in the championship apart from the semi-final so I'm sure Mick or Davey or whoever else is going Years gone by, Philly was behind me and he was pushing me if if, yeah. if he if I was starting ahead of him. I don't really feel that anymore. He's not really playing. He's not playing as much. You know, all the I think they all do. I think mm -hmm. every single player, I agree with you. The, 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 the competition. Here's a here's something for you, right? Do you think the perception of Dublin nearly bet Kerry has been helped by them getting relegated this year? Totally. Because oh. uh, it's it's isn't mm -hmm. it like if Dublin get to a league final this year, they win it or lose it. I think there's a bigger negative noise around getting beaten by Kerry. See, the relegation as well, you have to remember, was viewed through the context of the loss to Mayo. So, and like that was the second half against Mayo. It looked like that Dublin team were flatlining. Mm -hmm. And halfway through the league, when Dublin were relegated, people were talking as if there was a fair chance they wouldn't win Leinster. Yeah. So that's the context that the, 
mm. Kerry game um, is up against. But the other thing is like, like Kerry had been knocking at the door, like Kerry had been so close. Like say some of those backs at the weekend, Tyg Morley and Tom O'Sullivan in particular and Jason Foley, like in the 2019 replay, they were taken for a spin by Mannion and Conor Callan and Kieran Kikenny. And this is three years later and now physically they're a much better mm-hmm. stock. So like, again, everything that Dublin did at the weekend has to be kind of offset against what Kerry were, were doing, you know, like the Dublin defence kept... Stephen O'Brien, Paul Ganey completely out of the game and scoreless, yeah. you know, like this mm. came down to David Clifford in the first half, Paddy Clifford taking over in the second half and Sean O'Shea's first half and then the kick at the very end, yeah. you know, so. Mm. Yeah, you said before, Philly, like that a loss could see Dublin kind of at a crossroads. Like, so what are you thinking now after that kind of defeat at the weekend and the fine margins in that game? A lot of people were talking about O'Shea's score being similar to Cluxon's score and I think that game you could say kicked us on or opened the floodgates a little bit let's say and I think that could possibly happen with Kerry here unless somebody else puts it up to them mm. unless somebody else you know But in terms of Dublin now? Dublin well they're not in pole position anymore mm. so there's pros and cons to that they don't have the pressure anymore of being the team that's at the top of the chain so that that's a good thing um, however it's not it's not a bad thing being the underdog sometimes and I think there's enough character in that group and yeah there's still there's still a, well is there there's probably two lads maybe from, from after the game against Donegal in 2014 is there probably James and Mix the only two lads there that showed that Hort is a great motivator. I'm not sure if there's enough lads there. That's mm-hmm. there's only there's lads there that have only lost two championship games in their whole careers so far, like, you know, last yeah. year and this year. So but I do think the more Hort that's in that change room with the characters that are there, the the more they'll come tighter together. And with the right information, the right training and support, they can compete as much as anybody else against Kerry in, in the next three years I think And what were you thinking watching James McCarthy I mean the guy is like mm. 33 next March he was everywhere he was playing like a guy who never got near an All-Ireland medal in his whole life it was incredible Yeah see I don't watch the game as a spectator <laughs> like so I'm sitting around a lot of people and they're all jumping up and down I jumped up for the goal but like far from that I'm sitting down studying the game watching <laughs> it and they're all going what's the story with this fella so I'm watching James and watching when the ball's up there on the pitch I, I get distracted with the defenders what are yeah. they doing and I was just blown away that this fella like generally and you know stereotypically you'd be saying should be you know sitting back a little bit and and letting the rest do the job but he just he's just got this flow doesn't he really like that um, Dublin right, need right now and I, I'm <clears throat> like just imagine if he didn't play I mean Desi has to be doing <clears throat> everything to get him to stay on next year yeah, like, I mean, if Dublin go out there and James underperforms, he's still probably thinking, I've got enough game time this year to be playing next year, you know? Um, it's The problem with James is his injuries. Like, he's building up his injuries now and um, that takes a toll on his body. He's been playing there since, what, 2010, like, you know? So it's it's been a long career so far. Dublin need him to stay. Desi needs him to mm. stay. Not only from the playing point of view, from his leadership point of view. So you start losing those leaders in the change room then 
lads start kind of get a bit unnervy, unnervy in, in terms of before games and stuff like that. I remember, you know, looking for who's the who's the lads around me that mm-hmm. we can go to war with. Like he's one that you can bring every day, and the same with McFitz. But <clears throat> um, when you look at that game, ten minutes to go, you've got Lee Gannon, Davy Bourne, and Keen Murphy. Sean McMahon, sorry, was there as well. That's a second. That, that that's a that's a that's a, a team of lads that played very little football last year and very probably little football apart from Lee this year. Like Davy Bourne hurt his knee, Sean Gannon done a fracture fractured his leg, Lee Gannon uh, is still learning his trade. So they'll only get better. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Keen Murphy um is definitely similar kind of style to, to Morton in terms of the Jets going forward but still has to get more game time to to, to feel comfortable as a fullback in, in, at this level so they're all players that I think will grow with game time as Connor said in League 2 next year um, and that will give the likes of James and McFitz time to peak for when they need to which is championship for the next season Okay Philly and Connor, thanks for that well that's it for this week's throw-in with Philly McMahon I'll be back on Sunday for a special throw-in with John Milan to look back on the All-Ireland hurling final between Limerick and Kilkenny Will and Michael will have their usual show on Monday doing an in-depth review you can listen, rate and follow on Apple, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from and we'll be back also next week to look forward to the All-Ireland football final between Kerry and Galway bye for now This is an Irish independent podcast.